Back from a quick trip to Ramona for another Rumble. I'm Schmitty and this is Talking Schmidt. This is episode 94 and I got a good one for you today as I sit down with one of the greats, Alicia Lee. Alicia grew up in El Segundo and started skating with the big dogs at an early age. She got sponsored by Osiris and rode for 8th Street before joining Hoopla and running with Mimi and the girls for a few years until the day came to join Navs and the boys at Creature. I got to know Alicia from her and Lizzie's frequent visits to SF throughout the years and then during my coverage of the ladies' contests and filming a part with Lizzie, we became closer Started talking pizza parties, boba tea, slobbers. But I never in all my years knew she was a Rubik's Cube aficionado. When I was 10 years old, I got a Rubik's Cube and it came with like instructions in the, in the box. And I literally memorized the instructions. It took me a week to solve a Rubik's Cube for the first time. Just a heads up, everyone. Next Tuesday, October 27th, I will be taking off. No podcast next Tuesday. I need to observe my birthday. <laughs> the executive director has a special trip planned for us to drive up the coast to an undisclosed location, get massages, burn candles, look at the stars, and try to get some much-needed R&R. If you want to still participate in supporting the show, it would be a kick-ass birthday present if you decide to jump on TalkingSchmidt.com and buy a t-shirt. I'm trying to get inventory down so I can launch a new line around Thanksgiving. So yeah, hashtag buy a shirt on Schmidty's birthday for the win. Skate shops, I got your back, and now you have mine. As you can see, the stickers behind me are growing. On the left, all the skate shops that I've got stickers from. If you aren't on there, all you got to do is send me a sticker, and you will be. I appreciate you all, whether you carry my gear or not, and I know how important you all are to skateboarding. So big love to all y'all. That's Lotties, Ignition, Solstice, Backdoor, Deluxe SF, Atlas, Skateworks, Slappy's Garage, Classic, Kingpin, Crown, 510, No Comply, Black Market, Impact, Holistic. I see you and your hard work. Respect. Okay, well, before we get started, I found this raw footage from 2013 of my next guest skating the Berkeley Vert Ramp. It was early on when I started filming with Alicia and Lizzie, and I wanted to make a video of them to the song, Bye Felicia. Wait, excuse me, what did you say? I have to say, you have a great smile. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> wow. Hope you enjoy. This is Alicia Lee, and you're watching Talking Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cause turn. All big dogs in. Schmitty. 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. That's called a hot little bit. I can shit my pants. The Rolodex is fucking deep. It's about the one, the one, the one. Who is this guy? Who's this tough shit? What's up? We're tastemakers. Come on, Schmitty, what the fuck? This is here for Drake Smith. Yeah! 
All right, in an ever-attempt to reach out to the ones, I've been playing text tag with our next guest for a minute, and I'm very excited to catch up and bring to you some of her vibes. She's an all-around ripper, a scholar, and at times my vert coach. Please welcome the skater formerly known as Alicia Brigado. This is Alicia Lee. Hi. What's up? Uh, not much, honestly. Just chilling today. Where are you? Skating. I'm in Oceanside. I'm at home. This is a tea, by the way. It's not a beer. This is a La Croix, by the way. It's my leftover tea from yesterday that I got with Lizzie. Mine's Pomposmoose. Who do you live with? uh, People. Yeah, I have uh, one roommate. Her name's Jeanette. She's pretty awesome. We've been living together for like a year now. Okay. How's the O side? It's good. Skating prints every week and hanging out with homies. You know, not too much during quarantine, but yeah, something's going on. Do you got some cute masks? Uh, No, no cute ones. <laughs> Actually, my mom got me one that's like kind of cool. It has... um like a design on the front it's like a a mouth or something uh-huh. but i never wear it i usually just wear like these masks that 187 gave me and yeah they fit my face better so i always use those dirt nasty has one that just blends into his face and it has like a mustache and st- it looks so it looks just yeah. like it's that dude dirt nasty <laughs> simon rex you don't know him no i don't should i He's like a B or C level actor that he was in Scary Movie, but he also has like a rap career. What happened to your queer party, friends? I got a gold chain. I'm on cocaine. I'm like, yo, man. Straight from Oakland, holding my dick like a U.S. Open trophy. We're up to high feet. Y'all don't know me. Dirt nasty, ass cheeks, spread wide. G string to the side. One drink, Cavassier. Two drink, vodka straight. Three drink, I'm in the sink. Throwing up on my brand new mint coat, and I'm doing coke. Y'all can't hold my donkey road. Now call the pole. Pray for me. Go roll voice with your lady. I live through the '80s. And shit was crazy Everybody wanna know my name Bring the pain and pop the champagne Every girl wanna hold my chain When I fuck their brains out on the mask I got a gold chain Maybe I yeah, would you might want to get into a little dirt nasty. It might liven up your life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Download his Spotify. Yeah. Uh, was it? It was like Ooh, it was 1980. Spot. That's the jam. Let's. Okay. I, I want to find out some stuff about you because there's a lot I don't know. Oh, where God. were you, Where were you born and raised? I was born in Torrance, California, and I grew up in El Segundo. Till Till when? Um, I went to grade school in El Segundo and I didn't leave until I went to college so until oh. I was 17. Is your family still in El Segundo? Yeah um, my family's still there my mom works there and um, my siblings and my cousins they all go to school in El Segundo. 
Have you ever heard the joke, I left my wallet in El Segundo? get that when people or when i tell people i'm from there right uh, a tribe called quest yeah you know? i'm sure i'm not the first damn it um is that where you <laughs> discovered skateboarding though it was in el segundo i actually um the first skate park i ever went to was upland my parents when Sick. i was young they they bought a house out in san bernardino so i grew up skating like in the badlands and stuff but damn. i I still went to school in El Segundo because my mom worked in in the city there, and so we didn't want to change school districts. So I I technically lived at my grandparents' house growing up, but my parents still had a house like um, a couple hours away. So did you did you like did you see Salba and those guys like at a young age? Did- yeah, I I grew up skating with Salba and his brother Mickey. Um, no Mickey way. Used to go skate my local park, Montclair, like every day. He actually he's, he's the a one ripper. Who, yeah, he taught me rock and rolls and stuff. I remember there was this one day we were at the skate park and he I was trying to do rock and rolls on a quarter pipe and he just took me out to the parking lot. He was like, Hey, like he he put me in front of like a parking uh block and showed me like how to rock over it. And it really helped, like doing like um, the teeter the transition and and rocking over the coping. No way. And, yeah. So he he used to skate the local park all the time, and I'd see him there. And I I didn't even realize like who he was when I was young. You know, obviously my my dad knew him, but I didn't really realize the extent of like how cool he was. <laughs> was your dad I'd into skate- skateboarding? Yeah. Um, so my dad got me into skating because I, I saw him riding out front one day when we were living in an apartment. And then, um, yeah, I just asked for a board for my birthday. Well, that, do you remember what your first board was? Um, yes, I want to say it was like a no-name brand or something. It was just a random board from like Big Five. And um, it was yellow and black. And I had independent trucks on it and like some old OJ wheels, something like that. And I put all my Sailor Moon and Powerpuff Girl stickers all over it. And my mom actually, I found out a couple years ago, I was like looking for my first skateboard ever. And she told me that she left it on the street for someone to take. And I was kind of sad about it. I was like, what if I to keep any board like that might have been the one yeah but it's, you know dang do you yeah. remember do you remember getting like an actual uh pro board like somebody's name on it um no because for the longest time i would just ride world industries or termite boards oh just team boards or whatever mm-hmm. oh okay god this sounds like Really lame. I'm trying to think of what my first pro board was. We're like right out of the gates where you go into the skate park. Did you kind of learn to skate at skate parks like at Upland and, and Montclair and stuff? 
Yeah, I um, I grew up going to skate parks and stuff, and then I used to like uh, jumping off of launch ramp ramps and skating my little flat bar in front of my house when I was growing up, but I don't know. At some point, I just really took to transition skateboarding, and that's all I wanted to do, especially <laughs> like because I started doing contests when I was super little, and so maybe when I was like. 11 i was just telling myself oh, i'm just gonna like practice skating bowls and stuff because that's like what i want to compete in anyways and then i uh -huh. kind of just yeah got sidetracked with bowl skating and all that so you were skating like vert contests as a kid maybe not vert ramp contests but like bowls? Mm -hmm. yeah i was Whoa. skating like the combi pool party when I was like 10 or 11. Were you competing against boys? Yeah, I used to compete in like the castle contest, if you know what that is. Yeah. Um, and so Sonia Cavallano. Yeah, I actually remember like skating against Curran Caples and Louis Lopez when I was a little kid at like King of the Groms and <laughs> all those castle contests. Because they didn't have like a girls division, right? Mm, I think they might have, but sometimes there wasn't enough girls or something, so we'd just get thrown in the mix, which was fine, you know? It was still fun. Yeah. So mm. there wasn't any bad vibes? It was just like we're all skating? Mm, I mean, there were some bad bad vibes. Like, the parents were still weird back then. But yeah. other than that, I feel like all the kids were just having fun together, definitely. Huh. What was the first air you learned? Were you backside or frontside or? Definitely frontside air. Frontside air? Yeah. And that's like my go-to. I'm definitely like frontside person. Yeah, you, you got skating. that one good. Did it take a while to backside? Yes. I actually remember doing my first late grab backside air at Montclair Skate Park one day. Fuck, it's kind of hard to remember, like, when I learned tricks. seems like so long ago now. It is long, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there, what's the key? Did, was there some, like, little switch that was like, oh, that's how you do it? I think um, when I was learning late grab backsetters, there's the boys at the park that used to just do them perfect. Um, Josh Rodriguez and this guy, Michael Brookman, they're, like, the two top dogs at the skate park when I would go back in the day and I would just watch them do it and I remember one day I was there with Michael and it was like just us two and I was like okay watch this I'm gonna do a late grab backside air and I remember just doing a bunch of like early grab ones but trying to grab like just before the coping and like I f I remember feeling like I was trying to slow myself down and just like I don't know if that even makes sense. Like, do the trick in slow motion. And I just kind of, it was a baby backside air, but I remember knowing the feeling of like, oh, that was definitely like not an early grab. And it was just, I kind of worked my way up, I guess, to that mm -hmm. point. Backside airs are so, it's a scarier feeling for sure. Yeah. And holding it, getting your back foot to remain with, it's always been an issue for me. It's like kind of hard because it's definitely more blindsided, you know? I feel like on mm. front setters, I can just see everything. Yeah, and then but just put I've it down. I've definitely, 
Yeah, I've definitely like hung up on backsiders too. Oh. Which is not fun. <laughs> like, no. uh, I remember being a kid and doing like mute airs. And I, one time I was going back in and I clipped my ankles on the deck and I just like fell in and knocked the wind out of myself. Oh, I was wow. like kind of scared of backsiders for a while after that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And, and the, and the mm. way that, I mean, I'm no vert skater, but the when people do it well and the backside air lands right below the coping, so you have as much tranny as you can to push for the next wall. So yeah. it is like a game of inches, kind of, and like you can just put it down a little early and get wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so then gosh. it's also so scary to land so close to the coping. Uh-huh. True or false, you were on the basketball team in high school. True. <laughs> Really? That's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I'm like four feet tall. I don't know. But I Were played you, it anyway. Did you have a good outside shot? I don't know. Lizzie <laughs> thought I was good. She came to my practices a couple of times and she said I was good at basketball, but huh. I, I don't think I was very good. I played on the junior varsity team, though. Oh, wow. That's sick. When did you meet Lizzie? How, when did you guys meet? Um, I met her when I was 11. Really? And it was at a birthday party in Malibu at this backyard ramp. And she was like 14 or something. And she was into skating and you were into skating and you guys just started talking? Mm-hmm. Well, she was literally just learning how to skate. Like, we were skating an eight-foot ramp, but she was getting at the, she was like at the bottom of it, like, she could barely kick turn, honestly, when I met uh, her, which is crazy to think about, like how far she's come along, you know? Yeah. And actually, the first time I met her, she was trying to ask me to teach her frontside airs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Was Max with him? No, she was with this other skater girl or surfer girl that she brought along. Hmm. Yeah. Why Why were you girls in, you and her were in San Francisco a lot, like, it's, it's how I met you, actually. Um, you guys were up here just all the time. What, what, was that through Joe Fong, or was that, what, why were you guys up here so much? So, if I'm remembering correctly, Lizzie met Joe somehow, and then I guess Joe also just knew who I was because of Lizzie, and he... You know, he wanted to help us out and said, like, yeah, you know, I'm old friends with the people who work at independent trucks. And, like, I want to take you guys around to all the skate parks up here and, like, introduce you to a couple of friends. So I just went with Lizzie one, one time to go visit SF. And then after that, like, Joe is actually, like, a close family friend now and, for a while we would go up every year and we loved it. Like we made friends with a few of the locals at Potrero and, you know, uh, the dudes at Double Rock and stuff. And so, yeah, SF was like a second home for us for a few years. Yeah, super cool. Like Lizzie mm -hmm. to this day says Potrero is one of her favorite skate parks. Y you yeah. like it a lot too, right? Yeah, it's so fun. It's like a treat every time I get to go there. Yeah, and the Berkeley vert ramp's really good, too. Yes, so the, got, the Berkeley vert ramp has only gotten better, actually. Yeah. I really like that thing. 
they keep just putting in the work. They just, I don't know if you've been up in like a year, but they just put like a new, they took oh, wow. everything off and put some new studs under. They just, they tightened it up. It's really good again. Um, yeah, I can't wait to go up again. And so was what was your first sponsor? My first sponsor was this uh, small company that came out of Montclair and it was called Gridlock Skateboards. Mickey Alba actually rode for them along with uh, Josh Rodriguez and that guy Michael that I was talking about and then a couple of other local dudes. I think huh. Chris Russell and Patrick Ryan used to get some flow boards from them too. Really? Yeah. So have you known all those guys for a long time? When I think about it, yeah. Since I was like 10. Is it crazy to see them all like individually like now Chris Russell is a pro skater and like oh, I knew him when he, I was 11 like all that stuff Patrick Ryan like is and you like yeah. said Lizzie could barely even gyrate on a ramp and now she's in the Olympics or whatever it's like it is seriously so crazy to think about like where the time has gone just mm. we were it feels like we were just kids yesterday like fucking around at the skate park and now like yeah, Lizzie's face of Vans. I see her goddamn picture at every fucking mall I go to. <laughs> Chris Russell's amazing. Like, yeah, actually quite a lot of kids that I used to skate with. It's cool to see that they've actually made it, like, in this thing that we all love. Yeah. Uh, what was the first box you got in the mail, like, w when you got, like, some actual product sent to you? I want to say it was probably a termite box with like grind king trucks and termite board boards in it do you, you remember like how many boards like was it one set of trucks two set of trucks like what was it <laughs> dude i don't remember really? I mean, like 15 years ago um was it were you like was it pretty impressed like were you open up and you're like holy shit a bunch of free shit or was it like damn they yeah, could have sent I, me for more sure. <laughs> no i remember <laughs> I definitely remember being stoked with whatever I got. Honestly, it was probably like two or three boards and a set of trucks and like a bunch of the termite t-shirts and a ton of stickers for sure. Mm. I remember like, oh my God, having so many termite stickers. My mom probably still has like unopened packets of them somewhere. Rad. Yeah, no, definitely I was like happy. I wasn't like... They should have sent me more shit <laughs> or something, you know? Okay. Well, then comes, um, I think this is how I kind of like learned of who you guys were was the Chili Bowl. Mm-hmm. Did you, you weren't at the first one, were you? Like at Crocker? No. The no, Petrero ones were the first ones you went to, right? Yeah, yeah, the one at Petrero. Okay. How did that all go down? shoot man how old was i probably I joe like, right yeah i think the reason i heard about chili bowl is through joe for sure and also i did see the year before it was also at potrero it must have been like chili bowl seven or eight or something i don't know but mimi went one year and so did my friend evelyn and leah and i just remember seeing it on the internet somewhere and thought it looked fun. And so I, I think I, I had an idea of what the event was, but Joe was the one who was like, you guys should come out. 
and skate the contest. And what was that like? Was that you? Well, you oh, were already fine. you were already skating contests, right? Yeah. But that was maybe the first one that you were skating. Did they have like a jam format where it was people skating at the same time? Yeah. The, um. So they did have a jam format. It wasn't the first contest I skated in that has that had jam format because like the combi used to have that, and there's this oh. other contest like Tim Broch or GBR. Uh huh. They would get really hectic, but um, <laughs> yeah, I remember Chili Bowl being like one of the funnest contests ever because because of the crowd like it was it's like no crowd that i've ever seen before everyone's just so stoked and all the focus is just in that bowl and everyone's having a good time and it just felt so like raw (laughs) and real you know yeah it's kind of like a backyard vibe but in a park and like everybody's just on the coping watching and like Mm -hmm. fucking nobody's like on their phone or looking away everyone's just like this is what we're here for yeah oh my god the entire deck was surrounded and like (laughs) so many people um i remember lizzie and i actually we like entered a fucking pot of chili in the chili eating contest or something oh you made some yeah but nobody liked it because we made it like vegetarian (laughs) And then Lizzie was getting a little weird with it, put like some small pieces of dark chocolate in there and like a hint of mango or something. <laughs> and the dudes were definitely like, what is this? We want our like beef in, in the chili or some shit. I don't know. We, we got dead last, but it was fine. There, there was always drama about who won. There, there was always like that person shouldn't have won. No, blah, blah. like people for would, the chili making. Yeah, for <laughs> chili, people got super into it. it. Was awesome. Like I remember people going, "Fuck this!" Next year, I'm winning this shit. This bullshit. Like, oh yeah, like God. people get. Yeah, it was so funny. I wonder if anyone was just like dumping cans of chili into a pot and saying, "Like this is my chili." I bet, yeah, probably. And I bet a winner happened that way, too. One time we went to Austin, Texas. for the, They took the Chili Bowl to Austin. And oh. this and this dude came out, a local, that was a super gnarly chili guy. Like, that's what he did. And he super was just... Super gnarly chili guy. <laughs> yeah, and he was, like, laying down the rules. He's like, all right, here's how you make chili. Nope, this doesn't count. Like, he had all his etiquette and everything and broke it all down for us. And we are just like... Whoa, like he entered real chili contests, like real. Fucking <laughs> like Chef Ramsay or something. Yeah, it was like that. It was the craziest shit. Uh, That's kind of funny. <laughs> is that, so did you meet Mimi at a chili bowl? No, uh, fuck, dude. When did I meet Mimi? I definitely met her at a contest, but I was, it was also like I was super little. Like it was probably the soul bowl which was like the old u.s open if you remember yeah and that or or the combi Mm. those two but i i met mimi when i was really Mm -hmm. okay and then when did you start writing for hoopla um i think i must have been uh 14 14 because mm-hmm. I rode for H Street for a couple of years after Termite. You did? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I used to spend a lot of time with Tony Mag. <laughs> really? Yeah, he took me around skating in San Diego, and I met him because I, I rode for Osiris Shoes for like a few years when I was a kid, uh-huh. and that was his company, and then he decided to uh, rekindle H Street. And then I, yeah, I rode for that for a couple of years. Whoa, sick. Did you go on any little trips or anything with those dudes on 8th Street? No, not for 8th Street, but Tony had this little kids team for Osiris when I was when I was younger and it was me, Leticia Buffoni, Tyson Bowerbank, Shane Borland and Jake Hill. And he took us like all around SF. We met up with Ron Allen and uh went to like Went to Berkeley Park and Alameda, like a ton of spots. And they took us out to like Woodward and yeah, all over California. Did it have a name? The kids team? No, just Osiris. Because remember there, wasn't there something called like 16 or something? Like it was all <laughs> little kids? I'm not sure. I forget. Actually. Yeah, there was something though. I remember it was all, but it had it did have a name. Damn, I didn't know about that. So you were on Osiris and H Street. And then how did it go from going from there to Hoopla? My first Vert X Games was like 08 or something. And I was at a practice one morning. And Mimi, I remember her coming up to me after practice. And she said, hey, um... I know you have your little termite thing going on or whatever, or H Street, but I wanted to let you know that I'm starting a company and it's called Hoopla and I'd be really stoked if you rode for me, rode for this company. It's me and Carabat. And um, I thought about it and then I don't remember how much later I called Tony, but I remember I was in Seattle when it happened, but I I was on the phone with him and I told him that I, I wanted to ride for Hoopla and leave H Street. And that's what I did. No way. So yeah. you knew who Carabeth was, obviously, yeah? Yeah, because we, we were all skating against each other in X Games and stuff. That's <laughs> so crazy. I know. It is it is crazy to think. I was so, I was so young, and I looked yeah. up to those people, you know? Yeah, who were your early, like, influences? Like, who would you have any photos on your wall or anything? Like, did you, like, who were you a fan of? Um, growing up, so like for, for the f- women skaters, I was obsessed with, uh, obviously Mimi and Kara Beth, but then I also really loved watching Lindsay Adams. Oh, right. Lindsay Adams Hoffman's skate vert, cause she's like, she was so good. She was doing kickflip indies and like spinning perfect McTwists. She could skate like the mega ramp and stuff. Is she credited? This this lady's insane. Yeah. Is she credited with the first female 540? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think she she did it at a big demo in like Paris or something. Damn. Big Tony Hawk demo. It was like a perfect 540 McTwist. I can like see the clip in my head. Uh huh. But then also, you know, growing up skating combi, I was around like Chris Miller, Christian Asoy. Steve Cab, Lester Kasai, like all those dudes were my early influences. And like, 
um, my dad showed me a couple of old H Street videos and like the old Bones Brigade videos and so I was just really drawn to like old school street skating and a lot of old school vert and transition skateboarding. And did you notice early on like the difference between somebody doing something properly versus some kind of ugly like how important style was? You know, like if if Chris Miller's skating, you're like, whoa, that's a lot prettier than Tony Magnuson, for example. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) They both have great style, honestly, I think. But um, I do remember, yes, like those old Vert videos definitely like put me on to style. Like I would try to tweak my airs just like, like Chris Miller, his lean airs, I remember like trying to copy his exact line that I'd see him do in combi. And like, he would do the nose grab leans, but I, I like to grab behind my foot, but I would still try to like, I don't know, feel like I was looking like him, you know? You got those. But I, I don't know how well my judgment was of style, but, but I do remember, you know, seeing skateboarding and thinking like, that looks cool. I'm going to try to do this trick exactly the way this guy did it, like style and everything, like not just do it just to fucking do the trick. Right. Well, that's the difference. Like, you know, when you do something, if you like you do a slobber, you could do it really bad. Mm-hmm. And if you do it really bad, yeah, you shouldn't do it. Bad. No, you do them good. Bears? No. <laughs> Trust me. You should see the ones Lizzie and I were doing a few weeks ago on her ramp, actually. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, you know what That's I'm something. saying. If you're doing yeah. something, you want to do it right. Definitely. There's a lot uh, of tricks I didn't do because of that, for sure. I still like the slob plant. I still love that one. I I still think you've shot the best slob plant photo of me. Really? And it was at Brighton's like a long time ago. Five at years where? ago. At Brighton's old ramp. Oh, yeah. That ramp was so fun. No, I miss it. That one's like my size. I like... You I like, ripped that thing. Well, no, I didn't rip it, but like I, I, I could skate it. I skated with you on that for... A few sessions, and then and we'd go to like DC <laughs> ramp, and I'd be like, "Can I grow?" I was like, "Can I even drop it?" On this? Yeah, that ramp was sketchy. It was so, slippery. Yeah, it was hectic. I remember grinding it, and I was like throwing a personal party <laughs> for myself. Like I ground it. <laughs> Dude, it was yeah, insane. That thing's a beast. Um, how is Lizzie's ramp? Oh, it's it's a good time. Is it similar well, to Brighton's? Um, a little bit. I think I want to say Lizzie's ramp might be a little bit taller, but I'm not sure. Um, it's a little bit, it's not as wide and there's no channel, Mm. but, um, it's pool coping on both sides and I love pool coping and I don't know. I think it's super cool on a mini vert ramp too, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's, just enough flat bottom so like you have enough time to think it's not too the walls don't come too quick and now another first impression with elizabeth marika armanto i first met alicia at shane borland's 10th birthday party 
and he had a mini ramp in his backyard and it was like a little bit bigger one and it, it like almost went to vert so it was like a good size and Alicia was there and she was ripping and I remember I asked her like how to do a frontside air and she was just like kick turn grab and jump and so like back then like I sucked like I could not do I was like not even close to doing a frontside air and she like her advice I was like yeah you just kick turn grab and jump and eventually I figured it out but I don't know I just remember she was just like so good and like I don't know she still has like the same flowy style and I don't know, we're still good friends to this day, but that was the start of it. Really excited to bring you this week's giveaway because it's a pretty big one. I'm excited. We got our new friends at Derby of San Francisco offering up your size in this current charcoal gray colored Derby jacket, just like the one I'm wearing. People love the Derby. It's a classic. It's legendary. It's uh, it's like the Golden Gate Bridge, Levi's, Sourdough Bread, or uh, It's It's. They are currently making a new color each month or so and pumping them out of San Francisco up on Hate Street. So you know I'm backing them. So here's how you do this. We're going to have a drawing. We're going to pick a winner out of a cup, out of a hat, whatever. All you have to do is email me talkinschmidt at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-S-C-H-M-I-T at gmail.com with your name and jacket size. And put, I want that derby in the subject line. So that's your name, your jacket size. I want that derby in the subject line. Hell, throw in the city and state you live in and email me, talkingschmidt at gmail.com. I want to get a lot of people entering this one. This is like a $150 jacket, and I think they're going to throw in some stickers, a beanie, or, you know, we'll throw in a Talking Schmidt shirt too, you know? We'll, we'll, we'll juice it up for you. So come on, enter this contest, and in two weeks, I'll announce the winner. Derby of San Francisco. Kids, I got mine. It's time for you to get yours. Hey, yo, what it is, though? It's the boy, Be Legit. San Quinn, Black Sea, Rich Rich. You know what I mean? You think we're going to see a 540 from Axel? Axel? Yeah. He's going to. If gonna... he wanted to. Is he skating he... it a lot? Yeah. He uh. likes to think that he's not a terrific transition skater, but he 100% is. Like, he, he looks good on a vert ramp. Uh huh. Yeah, he yeah. he can just ride a skateboard wherever. He's yeah. good at anything. Yeah, it's so cool. 
talk a little bit about the hoopla experience, like skating on an all-girls team. What did that feel like? What were you guys like? You you bonded with like a lot of those girls, right? And still have good relationships mm-hmm. with them. But like, was in the back of your mind, you're like, is there some weird feeling of like? I want to like I skated for H Street. That was different than this, or like we're pioneering some new movement, or like what was what was that whole thing? I was so young that I I didn't even really think about any of that stuff to be honest. I remember when I grew up, there was this company that was also an all girls team, and it was before I rode for Termite, but they were called like Cool Girls or something. It sounds lame now when I think about it, but. <laughs> uh, it was an all girls team and I was like, well, that's so cool. You know, like there's no girls where I'm at. Like that, that would be so sick if you had like a team of girls just skate together and like, I don't know, travel around and whatnot. Mm. And so when, when Mimi asked me, like, I didn't even think like, Oh, but H street, you know, it's like this company that's been around for a long time. And it's like a diverse team. I was just like right away. I think I thought, the idea to skate for Mimi's company was cool. And it, I seriously didn't even think about it being an all girls team or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, looking back on it, it was, I'm guessing it was super impactful for a lot of young girls. And obviously since I've met you and Lizzie till today, female skateboarding has grown so much right like each year we would see it even just at the contest like remember that girl could barely grind now she's got runs and shit and like i mean you and lizzie were a huge inspiration mimi was obviously like a huge inspiration with carabeth and and jen and and but i think hoopla probably opened up a lot of doors to girls like oh this isn't just a dude thing like i can go do this I think it it definitely, yeah, it showed the world like, hey, here's a group of girls and we can skate too. And so other companies, they weren't sponsoring girls at the time. And what Mimi and Carabeth did was, you know, they said, hey, like these people don't want to make room for us. So we're just going to make our own space where Mm. we all feel comfortable and we feel like we're part of something. And I think that was something really cool that could be, you know, hopefully other other people got that from when they saw hoopla yeah and so then like something happened probably the talent i guess is where you would like to think but like nora you lizzie i don't know the time frame but at least within probably the same um, about a year or something you guys all kind of legit I don't want to disrespect Hoopla by saying legitimate, so that's not good. But you guys went to a a team that was just like a co you know, it wasn't just girls. And Nora gets a board, Lizzie gets a board, you're on Creature. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing out on some other stuff. But it it seemed interesting that it kind of happened around the same time. And then contest skating, like like I said, I was going to the the uh, not the van, not the uh, combi, but the other one on the beach, uh, the U.S. The Open. Educational, yeah, yeah. And the first year I went for the for the girls division, I was like, "Whoa, this is going to be hard to make an edit," 
because there was like three or four girls that were good. And then there was a lot of scratch grinds, right? And so oh, it was, yeah, yeah, I know and you're, so you're like, whoa, this is going to be difficult. The next year, those girls that were like kind of just barely being able to drop in and get some scratch grinds were like, one of them was on the podium. I was like, what the fuck is going, like it was insane. You know what I, I know. mean? The and so, crazy. yeah, so I don't know, just watching all that and seeing it was like, and getting to know Mimi and you guys and everything and being a part of that was like, I don't know, for me, it was really cool. It was like an eye-opening experience to be like, but I just wonder like in your mind, seeing people kind of not necessarily catch up to you, but like you're skating this far ahead of them and now all of a sudden you have more competition. Where's that from? Why? I don't know where the progression came from, but I'm not going to complain about it because it was good for all of us, you know? And, yeah. you know, it for the longest time, I was competing against the same seven or eight people, girls, for the longest time. Yeah, and, um, you know, when all these new people pop up and they're bringing new stuff to the table, it's going to push everyone who is already skating to, like, step up their game because – if you have the same eight people in a contest for years, after a while, like, I don't know, there's no progression. We're not pushing each other as much. There's like nothing new. And so it just mm. gets like repetitive, it almost seemed like. But then, you know, there's a new flood of skaters coming in and there's all these new styles and, you know, things people haven't seen before. And I think like, yeah, it helped you know, the older generation say like, whoa, hey, like, okay, people are going to start giving us a run for our money or something. Like, we better step up our game. And it just pushed skateboarding in general. Right. So that's a good thing. Who are some of the ones? Like Alana, right? Oh, yeah. Alana is the big one. Uh-huh. Um, who, who are some, I guess, Brighton? Um, Brighton. There, there was like the young, there was a new generation like, Mm-hmm. the next one up and all of a sudden you're like oh <laughs> oh yeah. and and skateboarding you know it grew all over the world too now we have people from japan and brazil and europe that are all like fucked up amazing like shout it's out so to kakona cool. shout holy out. shit <laughs> the yes. first time i saw her at the combi i was like no way this is not like real out I like actually, nose grinding the quarter every time and you're like perfect. wait she's That's like 11 or something like, she looks like she's like nine yeah, <laughs> she's it's, a little uh-huh uh, i i met her in 2016 when i went to japan with creature and she was ripping around like the pool and stuff and even in just like you know two years later she's was competing with us and i was like whoa mind blown oh like, man the amount she progressed was insane in a, a year and a half two years that i yeah met. and that girl that lizzie brought up here last time um from japan yeah mommy M- yeah mommy she came up we skated uh lower bobs we went and skated a bunch of places <laughs> and then she did the uh at petrero she jumped up onto the fence and back in yes. and i'm just like her. holy shit and then like um Less than a month later, probably she's sponsored by Blood Wizard, and yes. those are my that homies. Is and such and a thick match. yeah, I was like, that rules. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, mommy's awesome. 
I love her style, and she's the sweetest human ever. Uh-huh. But then, like, she rips on a skateboard. Like, she just, her shell opens, and she's amazing. Yeah, it's insane. Um, can we talk a little bit about, like, when you quit Hoopla? Like, you got your own board. They got mm-hmm. They gave you a pro model, and right around that time, you were kind of thinking about writing for Creature, and it kind of happened in that same time. That must have been really difficult. That was really, really difficult. That might have been, yeah, one of the harder decisions that I've had in my life. But um, just because I love Mimi and Carabeth so much, you know? Right. Yeah, so there was a session at Prince Park one day. Mimi said something like, hey, we're all just going to meet at the park and, like, have a hoopla day session. And then um, Lizzie actually drove me to the park, and she knew all about it. I had no idea. But that day, you know, all of a sudden, Mimi told everyone to get together for a group photo. And then she handed out all these boards, and all of us are, like, holding it, like, oh, okay. And then, I don't know, she gave me, Alana, and Samaria a few boards, and then we, like, I saw Samaria looking at hers, and then Alana looking at her board, and then I looked at mine, and it was like, our pro model graphics and I was like whoa what the hell like I honestly I didn't even know what it meant like I was just like confused and surprised happy at the same time and then um yeah I remember writing my board for like a week or so and and then um I decided to leave for creature because I felt like I didn't deserve to have my name on a board, I suppose. Hmm. I don't know, yeah. It, it? When I think about it now, it all felt like a... It was like a... It happened so fast, almost. And I remember, I don't know, feeling like I just wanted to move on from Hoopla, you know? Like, I appreciated everything they did for me. And um, I was so scared to tell Mimi that I sent her, like, an email. And then she <laughs> called me, and I was like put the phone on speaker and was like fucking shaking. So I was so scared. I bet. But the conversation was good, you know? She respected my choice and everything. Mm. <clears throat> I'm sure she was a little, you know, she probably was a little confused or taken aback, taken back by it. And Well, she's probably bummed, but she's stoked for you. Right. I wish I kind of, I waited a little longer, but, you know, it, it all happened how it did. Uh-huh. I can't change. But when I did call Darren, I was even more nervous for that phone call. I was like terrified. I was like, uh, Darren, I'm, uh, I'm in this situation. Like I'm writing for Hoopla. They just gave me a board. I don't want a board. Um, will you sponsor me for Creature? And I was like, had to do the same thing where I put the phone on speaker and like set it down. <laughs> I couldn't even hold my phone. Like I was shaking. <laughs> And, and then he's like, okay, I'll talk to the people at Creature. And the first thing I did was I went to my shop sponsor and got a Creature board and started skating one. Mm. Uh, yeah. What's Darren's nickname for you? Dive Bomber. Dive Bomber? Because <laughs> yeah. air? There might be a couple. Yeah, I don't know. He said something about the way I do indie airs. Uh-huh. I don't 
He says I dive straight down and into him. I don't see it, but did he did he come up with Medusa for uh, Lizzie? Medusa, I don't remember. It was him or Jeff. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Um, What about the? uh, There was an all girls trip for Thrasher. Oh yeah, NHS trip. That was. How'd that go? It was fun. We went to. We went to Arizona, and who were we with? Rhino. Gavin, Dan Stoling all came in the van. And it was like me, Lizzie, Brighton, Nora, Nicole, and Injiara, Samaria, and Leo. And we just went all around Tucson and Phoenix. And honestly, it was it was like a really sick, sick-ass trip. Really? Um, yeah, we met up with like Cody Long out there. And then he was filming with us at spots and everything. Had you yeah. met Rhino before that? Yeah, I, I have met Rhino before that, but I don't I didn't know him too well. So that was the first trip I actually, you know, really hung hung out with him. Okay, he's solid. He holds it down. <laughs> Lizzie asked me to um ask you about the blunt to fakey bet. What? I don't know what it is. Blunt to fakey bet. Is there a blunt to fakey bet you and her have maybe? Um there was one that went down when I was fucking 15 <laughs> a long time ago. If I'm thinking about the thing she's thinking about. Maybe. I don't really remember what the actual bet was, though. Mm. Um, except, like, okay. I don't remember what I won, is what I mean. But oh, the you bet won? Was like, yeah, the bet was like, oh... Do can I do a blunt to fakey first try on the big mini ramp at Vans? I hadn't done a blunt to fakey in like two years, and that ramp it's like it's a mini ramp, but it's it's like five or six feet tall, so it's still like not super super tiny. But um, I was like, yeah, I think I could do it, and I just went up and did one, and. It, uh, no, no grab or anything. So it was like a no-handed blunt fakie. But that trick is terrifying to me. Like, yeah. I did it growing up for a little bit, but I was never comfortable enough to just do it all the time. I wish I was though. But yeah, I won, and I remember Lizzie was freaking out because I did a blunt fakie, and yeah, it'd been a while. How cool! She probably had to buy me like boba tea or something. Boba tea is my guess. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. You know what we need to do is we need to get the both of you back up here and we need to refilm that doubles at Berkeley where she like, I think where her head. Where my head scraped her butt. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, that was a good one. I think um, I would trust her a lot more now. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the ramps, like I said, the ramps a lot faster now too. You probably yeah. got a, like an, an extra foot for... I mean, you guys probably have progressed anyway, but I'm just saying, like, the ramp is fast now. It's so solid and good. What did she even do over me? Like a lean air? A stale fish, I think. Yeah, because she was, like, it was front side, and you were coming. You might have done a, 
a fake you? I forget what you did. I was doing, I think, Something I'm pretty sure I was doing, I think I was doing a body burial. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or that body is, burial Esther, maybe? No, body burial. It is what you were <laughs> doing. And then what is manga? Manga? It's like the graphic novels for a Japanese anime. Oh, you're really into that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, she said to ask you about manga, and I was like, I don't even know what manga is. That's oh my uh, my niece is really into that. Actually, she's mm-hmm. like wants to go to Japan like so bad, and really into the uh, graphic anime. Yep. I mean, I back that Japan's the best place ever. But um, is that your favorite yeah, spot? I, probably. Like when I'm old, I would like to die in a big bowl of ramen there or something (laughs) but um yeah i started like actually collecting manga maybe like two years ago now before that i would just read it online sometimes and um just because it was free and actually like my little sister is super into Shit, I'm sorry. I forgot yeah, my all good. Okay. But, um, I have a lot of books here. Oh, sick. And more over here. It's hard. My shelves are, like, messy. But behind oh, wow. here is, like, every volume of Naruto. Do you know what that is? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Naruto is, like, the really popular anime. And it's about ninjas, pretty much. But there's 73 volumes. I have them all, and I read them all. Is it violent? No, it's for, like, it's, I mean, there is, like, action in it. Like, people are fighting and stuff. But uh-huh. I wouldn't say it's, like, too violent for kids. Although I do really, really enjoy, like, adult anime and manga that's, like, gory and erotic. and. Oh, really? Nothing. Like, I have gnarly ones that are for adults only you gotta gotta show your uh id to buy them (laughs) no i I don't but (laughs) they're not from like a sex shop or something (laughs) what's the fastest you've ever put in a rubik's cube together in a minute maybe what i'm not very i'm not very fast at it one minute yeah is there a pattern yeah um so when I was 10 years old, I got a Rubik's Cube, and it came with, like, instructions in the in the box. And I literally memorized the instructions. It took me a week to solve a Rubik's Cube for the first time, but I taught myself when I was 10. And then I, after that, I, like, brought it around everywhere with me. Like, every day I had it at school, I would solve it under my desk, like, under the table. <laughs> and um, eventually I, like... I would watch YouTube videos to try to see, like, if there are faster ways to, like, solve it. But I never really improved that much. What's the the key? The key? Yeah, like, what tips can you give me? I've never even solved one before. Uh, So I solve it by, like, here, I'll show you. I actually have them here. (laughs) Oh, sick. And I know I have, like, all of them, like, Oh, I've never seen the four one. That one's the four one. I haven't done that one before. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but anyways, um, 
So I always solve like the bottom layer first. And then, so I usually solve the green side. And then I do the middle layer and then the top. So bottom to top. So you do one I side. Have terrible advice. You yeah, do one do side, one it's first. all green. And then you get mm. the middle section uh, done and then the top's done when that happens? Yep, the top done is last. Ah. The top gets done last all right i'm i'm buying a rubik's cube i'm this is my new there's my new covid uh you know I'm, I, yeah like what'd you do during the pandemic i figured out how to do the rubik's cube yeah it's kind of yeah for some reason i used to think like oh like a lot of people can solve the rubik's cube it's not that impressive but then i don't know people started telling me like no, you're crazy. Like, no one can do the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I don't know anyone. Dude, I thought it was like a common thing. <laughs> uh, uh, and when you're like a minute and that's slow, I was just like, what It the is fuck? slow, dude. People, there was one time during quarantine, actually, I posted a video of me solving like three Rubik's Cubes, but the first one I did it normal, the second one and third one I did like a pattern. On the end of it so like this one it has all the middle yeah like squares a different color but anyways uh -huh. it was like six minutes long the whole video and people were like it's not that fast though or like no nah, it's like really slow and i was like what the fuck i just i'm sorry i wasn't trying to be the fastest i just was showing you something i was doing during quarantine oh, um man. Yeah, there's kids who can solve it in like 10 seconds. No way. Yeah, look it up. They're crazy. All right, I'm going to... Like, I'm, I'm they looking. have some real shortcuts and algorithms. I'm looking it up, and I'm going to buy one after this interview. Yes. And my goal <laughs> is by the next episode, I'll be able to have solved it. I'm giving okay. myself one week. I should be able to do it in one week, right? Yeah, if I did it at fucking 10, you could do it for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Are you working on any new tricks right now? Is there anything that you hope to... Do you have a 540 in you? Mm, Is that like a goal? Yeah. I want to say that I would like to do a 540 one day, but I'm not sure. Like, I haven't thought about it in a while. I haven't been, like, eagerly thinking of... Like have you tried them? I tried the last time I tried a five. I was a teenager and I was at Woodward and I spun them into the foam pit. Would I you do a backside or or mute? I was doing a flat spin mute mute grabs. Oh, but mm -hmm. just like off a launch into the foam. Mm -hmm. So like the corner of the vert ramp and then into the foam pit. Is it, what does it feel like? Is it scary as shit or does it seem like if I actually put some effort into this, I could get it? I think at the time I thought like, yeah, if I keep doing it, I could probably put it down onto the resi, which is like, you know, that big plastic thing that they have next to vert ramps. Yeah. More like a bank. But I don't know. There were also a couple of times where I was spinning the five and for some reason I would like clip the deck or... Like, mm. but the the deck was foam deck, so it didn't hurt. But I know that it would hurt if like yeah, it wasn't that. But um, yeah, That's I don't know. Never felt super confident in it. 
That's what happens to me on inverts, shins to the copine. It's the, it's the worst. I've gotten close to doing that too. Oh my god, that makes uh, me think of the hang up on my mute mute air that that I did a long time ago. Oh, uh, sucked. Do you know about um, the mute air and its new name? Yeah, I was actually just trying to think of what it was called. It's, it's like called Weddle. the Weddle Grab. Weddle Grab, okay. Yeah, but I don't know if that's only for Tony Hawk's video game or if that's for, like, everything. Like, I did think... He, does he get to rename it? Tony Hawk gets to rename a trick? I guess so. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I sure. I feel like I'm still used to calling it a mute grab, but I can see how, you know, with the guy who who invented the trick, like, he doesn't want it to be called that. Yeah. He said what, like... De- he's deaf, deaf. he's Weddle. deaf not yeah, so. mute yeah and i was talking to frankie hill because he's really well known for grabbing like that and he's like dude the guy invented it if he wants to change the name it's his to change he should. yeah yeah so definitely yeah because at first i was like is this part of 2020 are we just like politically correcting <laughs> everything for everything, the olympics yeah. like what's going on but then as i thought more about it i was like yeah it's like if Rodney Mullen wants to like change the kickflip to the Mullen flip, I don't know. Maybe he can do that if he invented it. Just might take a while for people to like get in their get vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're winding down. I got a couple of things. I, I'm wondering if you can share with us your creepiest or most bizarre DMs. I know you must get some like really fucked up oh DMs. Oh my God. The creepiest? What should I just send it to you? Or can you share it's it with like us? It's like gnarly. How do I what share? No, it with just my like screen? say like the gist of it or something. Like somebody. Um, so- there's this one. The first one that pops into my mind is actually this message that I got sent on Tumblr. If you remember what that app is, yeah. uh-huh. this was years ago now, but. Someone is basically telling me, I, I'm trying to, I need to say it in the like least dirty way possible. <laughs> he basically was telling me that I looked like um, this porn star. Um, I forget the porn star's name, but he was like, then proceeded to list all the things that he would like to see me do or would want to do to me. And, uh, and then he said like, yeah, can't wait to see you come out with, like, your own video or something like that. I don't know. It was, like, really disgusting and disturbing, and I was just like, what the fuck? Pretty sure I, like, just turned 18 or something at the time. Maybe I wasn't even 18. I don't know. It was crazy, though. Uh-huh. How, how do you deal with social media? Like, you got a lot of followers. Obviously, a lot of those you've probably never met in real life and stuff, and I'm just wondering, like... As far as like DMs and all that stuff, like, do you, how do you monitor it all? I actually usually don't respond to people. Like sometimes people will ask, you know, it's a simple question or something. I'll respond. But even sometimes with those, I I just don't, you know, hit them back up sometimes because it opens up, you know, they try to have a full conversation and then. I, I don't ever keep that one up, so right. sometimes I just don't respond to people. 
Okay. Especially not the fucked up creepy DMs. I never ever respond to them. <laughs> do you do you have a little um text group, like a group of your close friends that you share like wacky shit with? Like look yeah, at what sure. I got here. Yeah. I have like several of those. Uh-huh. We all get those messages for sure. And <laughs> You know, we have, like, all of our side Instagram accounts, too, where we'll, like, share, like, creepy DMs. Right. So it's kind of funny, yeah, to see what everyone gets. Oh, my God. Dude, people have no shame behind the computer screen. Yeah. One time a dude was like, I'm old and married, but you are my fantasy or something like that. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm, like, in high school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ, it's crazy. This world is nuts. Uh, oh yeah, Dickies. We gotta plug Dickies. They've mm-hmm. been they've been really good to you. Yeah, thank you, you're, Dickies. You're going on a lot of trips. I seen you modeling uh, their gear oh, and stuff. You got mm-hmm. a doubles photo with my boy Ronnie Sandoval in the mag. Yeah. That that hyped me out so much. I I love that photo. R- Ronnie's the best. Yeah, that was totally unexpected, too. He was just like, hey, do do a slop plant right there or something and or do a front side here right there. And I was like, why? He's like, just do it. And I was like, OK. And then he just he didn't even tell me. He's just like, I'm going over you. Mm. And I was like, what the hell, dude? But I I trust him anyway. So, yeah, he's phenomenal. He this. Yeah. Um, are you working on anything or do you have any pressure to like put out a full Alicia video part or do you just go on uh, trips and, and get footage for like more of team videos and stuff like what what's that the vibe there? So I, I'm pretty sure Dickie's is thinking about coming out with a full length and I know Joe wants to film with me and stuff. He's he's put together like a teaser of a bunch of footage that he's gotten of all of us over the years, but I'm, I definitely need more footage for that. And, um, I don't know. It just depends on when we can make a uh, meet up and make it happen. Mm-hmm. But there's also like, I know creature and NHS wants me to put out a part for Amelia Brodka's exposure contest, oh. but they also want, me to do like a real part for them too which i've been trying to get footage for but i honestly feel like 2020 has been a little bit hard you know stuff slowed down a little bit absolutely so can i can i interfere as as your um uh, make-believe agent (laughs) i feel like you need to pick one and tell everybody and be like i'm gonna just make one part that's my best part i was thinking about that too to you know, be honest like when like, lizzie I've, did the thrasher and the birdhouse video like in the same year it's just like it's too hard you gotta you gotta like and like knowing like okay today i'm filming for this today tomorrow i'm filming for that no i'm just filming and the best shit is gonna make my best part i honestly think because it'll do it'll represent everybody that sponsors you like mm-hmm. if it's a dickie's part but it's still you creature benefits. It's like, look at our girl out there ripping for Dickies, you know, like whatever. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I'm not trying to like get you fired though. No, no, no. <laughs> See, my issue is like, I think I always try to please everyone. And yeah, we all you know, do. Like quite a few people have been really pushing me to film a part for that, 
uh, exposure contest. And oh. I actually, you know, Dickies is sponsoring it now. NHS or Creatures sponsoring it. So it would be good if I made a video for it. But, you know, when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, if I do put out a part for exposure, I want to film it all on Lizzie's ramp. And if I get really good things, I'm not putting it in there. Because, mm. you know, in the end, it's a online contest. It's not like yeah. something I would put a real video part out for. Not to uh, make it sound in like not to invalidate the event or anything like it's awesome that something's going on to you know shine light on skateboarding mm. at this time is that coming but, up um, yeah the deadline is november 15th oh. but um yeah anyways there's definitely been a lot of projects that have been thrown at me and i've felt super overwhelmed that i've like done nothing mm. it's kind of crazy like See. i have stuff i need to be working on but yeah you're right. There is a lot, and I need to just focus on one thing. And like right now, I don't know. Trips aren't that like people aren't really. I mean, some people are, but there's not a a lot of trips happening right now. And those are when you're most yeah. productive because you're skating like every day, and that's the purpose. And there's no distractions, yeah. and so it just makes more mm -hmm. sense. Uh, yeah, it's you'll figure it out. On like a trip, you know. Absolutely. When is that exposure contest? So the deadline is November 15th, and everyone just has this next month or so to film whatever. And then there's an actual contest? It's a, so it's like an online video contest, I guess. People, people vote? No, they're still judges for it so i think like alex white is a judge and hmm. maybe vanessa or whoever was judging last year's event but it's just all done online i think now like people will submit videos and i don't right. know if they'll all be shared or i i think this is how it's happening i don't think it's like a public voting okay concept, though. but there is a street and transition separate uh, categories okay huh. mm -hmm. I'll look forward, look for that. I've never been to the, I want to go to the jam or the whatever it is. They have a, the annual exposure thing, right? Yeah, you've never been? Uh-uh, for some reason. It, I think it's always on like the date is always like there's something else going on at that same time. I don't remember. Wait, you've, you've never filmed like at the exposure contest, like in Encinitas? No. Why have I thought that you were there? I know. I was going to go a few different years, and I think something always, like, I had to do something else instead. But right. I, if you give me an excuse to go down to Lucadia, Oceanside, that area, I love it. Like, I don't really like L.A., like that area, but I love, like, what do they call that, North County? Yep, North County, San uh, Diego. It's my favorite. Come down. I, I think, oh, well, I'm coming... I'm coming down next week for this uh, Navarrete thing me and Darren are going to do. Oh, you're going? Yeah. On, on Tuesday? It's low-key though, right? Yeah. Are you going to go? I think I'm going to go. Yes. So I might see you. No, I don't know if I'll skate. Oh, okay. Because that ramp is like fucked up, It is? Dude. That's what everyone says. That sucks. It's like so gnarly. Honestly, you remember like years ago, I did like a one-footed invert on that thing and Liz you filmed Lizzie saying yeah. like, I want to see her do that. Yeah. I want to see her do a one-footed yeah. invert. I have no idea how the fuck I did that <laughs> on that ramp because 
I it's like so gnarly now. Uh-huh. I think yeah, it's just weathered a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, what's uh, what's going on for you? What? How are you dealing with this COVID times? This pandemic, like, what? What's a day? In, what are you guys doing down there? Are you still just getting out and treating it normal, or is there precautions? No. So the first uh, few months, I was like, I did not leave the house hardly. I literally, I didn't even skate for like two and a half months because mm. I was like, well, I'm not supposed to go to the skate park, you know. So I just would like stay home in Oceanside or visit my family for like a day or two and just stay inside. I would I was reading a lot, watching a lot of anime and Netflix and and then I don't know, I started feeling like fuck, okay, I need to skate. And so, you know, Tony he actually had a, a demo like an online demo. Oh, I saw that. Mm-hmm. And uh, a best trick contest. And that kind of kept me busy for like a month or so because, you know, I was practicing for the demo and then he hit us all up with the best trick contest. So mm. I practiced for a couple of weeks for that and then filmed for it. And then um, I did a campaign with Dickies a couple months ago. So there's been stuff that I've had to do, which is nice. Like, I've stayed busy. Are but you still in school? That, no, I stopped going to school a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. I, I thought about going back, though, like this quarantine. I was like, fuck, I should at least do online classes. But so I, I actually got in contact with an academic advisor, and we were like, yeah, okay, we're going to send you the readmission process. And then I didn't email them back. Oh, man. It's probably it's probably a little easier. Well, for me, it would be easier going online. Because mm-hmm. part of my whole struggle is just going there and being in a class with all these bozos and like, I don't know, True. like learning at other people's speeds has always been a problem for me. Like I like to just learn at my speeds. That's why almost everything I do, I try to just have a one-on-one experience so we can like either I'm struggling or I'm going faster, but like we're not at this like in-between stage. Right. Uh, so the online thing seems like it would be cool. Uh, yeah, I thought about it, but it didn't yeah, happen. You had any uh, gnarly hangovers lately? Oh my god! Yes. Wait. Did, did Lizzie tell you this too? <laughs> she said there was rumor it was a twelve-hour food poisoning, but she thinks it was a hangover. Holy shit! I just got a text message. Eddie yeah. Van Halen died. What? Yeah, you know who he is, right? Yeah, who just told you that? Um, Aaron Meza. Actually, I just got three texts. Um, I'll drop some names right here on the show. Dan Drahobel. Shout out. Aaron Meza. Shout out. And Tim McKenney. Shout did out. You, did they actually know him? Know him? No, but I guess it's just like in the news. That's crazy. People be dropping. Actually, yeah, I just looked it up. He died like 45 minutes ago. Or, I mean, that's when they put it out. Uh. This year's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's. Do you think I was so asking my funny, I, I was asking my dentist the other day? Do you think there's anybody in the world that is like, holy shit, 2020, best year of my life? God, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, even if you had a kid or got married this year, 
it's still just like probably like uh it, that was cool but this year sucked yeah it sucks 2020 is the year of the rat too and like i was born year of the rat and uh <laughs> oh really yeah thought it was gonna be my year man but this is the worst year yet this <laughs> might so be bad. oh man what was what was the question I asked you right before you bailed? Um, you're asking if I've had any terrible hangovers. Oh lately. yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you guys go hard? Dude, we didn't even go that hard. Um, Lizzie and I, we we went out for like a fancy dinner for some for whatever reason. Sometimes we just like to like go eat fancy food or whatever. And then she had like a couple glasses of rosé, and then I had some cocktail with uh mescal in it and then um after that she's like i think axel is out of town and she's she's like yeah I'm, I'm done to hang out if you want so we went back to her house and then she was like i have moonshine and i was like ew like you don't want to stop at the store she's like no i think it'll be good i have moonshine and like lemonade and like we can just drink that and i was like dude okay whatever and Lizzie doesn't ever drink, so I was just going to let her decide because it was like, if she's going to drink, she's obviously, like, making a point to, like, she's really choosing to, and this is what she's going to have, so I'll just go along with it. Uh. We had, like, another two drinks at her house of this fucking moonshine that was, <laughs> like, so gnarly, and we might have passed out around, like, one and then I woke up at four in the morning and was like dying. I felt like shit. I was puking for like a few hours after that. Or I had to actually throw up like once and then I was just dry heaving and felt awful for like the next five hours. Actually, no, it was the next like 12 hours. I had a hangover that lasted over 12 hours and she <laughs> thinks it's food poisoning because we had like the same food or whatever. Ah. Uh. But I mean, I don't know. We it felt like I had a bug in my stomach, and you know what's fucked is we both had Zoom calls in the morning. Like I had a a Dickies meeting, and then Lizzie had like a big Vans meeting, <laughs> and she had to be like, she was almost gonna postpone it, but we both went on like our calls and we're dying. <laughs> Luckily, like the the Dickies one is super mellow. I could just like hide. Oh. And, and I could let him know, like, I'm fucking hungover, you guys. I'm sorry. But yeah. Lizzie's, like, all with this important Vans people and stuff. I felt bad. She had to actually, like, oh, use her brain. Yeah. Fuck. I don't miss those. I haven't drank yeah. in, like, four years. Four, I think four years, maybe, I haven't drank. I did Dang, not like the hangovers. Good. Yeah, the hangovers were really starting to get to me pretty bad at the end. So I was just like, peace. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a few hangovers during quarantine, but um, it's fine, I guess. You watch, <clears throat> you watch any good shows? Anything on Netflix or anything like to, I don't know, have indoor time? Yeah. Uh, what did I just watch? I just finished the new season of this show called Wentworth. It's a show I've been watching since I was in high school. They just put out like the eighth season on Netflix. Oh. But it's basically... The Australian version of Orange is the New Black, if you oh, know really? that show. Yeah, we watch that. Mm -hmm. But it is it is like a hundred times better. Really? Like the uh, Orange is the New Black, it's so like, 
the first couple seasons were okay. Yeah, it got, but it got really like corny. Yeah, we Dude, stopped Wentworth watching it like, after season three. Mm-hmm. Wentworth is a hundred times better. It's like gnarly and gory, and like real shit goes on, and the is actors it, are sick. Is it Australian? Like they have accents. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm down. I'll check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you we, should check it out. We've been watching that show, The Shy. The it's Shy? Like, yeah, it's kind of like The Wire. Oh, it's like uh, uh, kids in Chicago, gangs a little bit, and like older generations versus, and bringing the kids in. And it's pretty cool so far. We watched one season so far. I think there's three. And, and then, it's on Netflix too? Hmm. No, I don't think so. I forget what. It might be on uh, FX or something. I'm not sure what okay. it's on. But we then me and my, my fiance were watching a documentary like almost every night. We watched like at least 50 documentaries like the first two months. And it was like so. You have so, all this new knowledge now? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a cool way to look at the whole thing. Like, okay, we're going to be stuck indoors, but we're like learning so much stuff about cool little things. But uh, then That's you awesome. start getting into ones that aren't that cool, and then you're like, they got to make more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> send me a, send me some good documentaries. I will. I, we have, I'll send you the list of the ones that, because I wrote down all the ones that we were watching, and I'll uh, highlight the, the – there's this one. I forget what it's called, but they steal a fucking uh, submarine. It's so sick. What the fuck? That yeah. Is, and then like I've been the watching how those like ever. Yeah, it's crazy. And then I've been watching a lot of like those true crime things where like there's like, I don't know, there's one on Netflix. It just came out where like the dude killed his wife and kids and then the neighbors. I, I actually know that story because I was like a year ago, I was going through YouTube and I was watching this BuzzFeed documentary about that that guy that family it's so gnarly and they have all the footage you think i should watch that one because i know the whole story if it doesn't freak you out like my my fiance she she gets a little freaked out sometimes like if you watch it right before bed like you'll have bad dreams but like it's because it's it's pretty gnarly but like it's it it kept my attention like because they have video of everything because like they go into the police station and then there's those video cameras that are filming. So they have all the footage. And to me, mm-hmm. that always makes it seem so much more real. Like, there's no enacting. It's just actual footage. So it's like, I don't That know. definitely makes it more scary. And they have and- the footage of, like, when the cops come to his house and they're questioning him. And he's lying to them at first. You can tell he's like, lying, can't you? Like, yeah. he... It's, and he, his face, like, looked too calm sometimes when he was, like, talking about his family being gone. Like, you just knew, like, he was lying right away. And then his neighbor comes over to the cops, and this is all on video. He's like, he's, he's acting different. He, he's up to something. Like, he's all whispering to the cop, like, this guy's up to some shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, shit. I think... I- I'll have to watch that. Maybe I'll watch that like today. At yeah, some check point. it out. Just maybe I, give yourself like an hour or two to unwind before bed after you watch it, though, so you don't just go right into dreams of like, whoa. I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll watch it while there's still light out. Hell yeah! But, um, I'm sure there's like footage I haven't seen before. Then, if they have, 
you know, actual real footage. Yeah, that's the thing. It's pretty, I mean, those ones, there's one where like some lady like um, locked this dude up to a time bomb and then the dude exploded in the middle of the street. And the cops thought yeah, he was lying, but there's actual footage That's of the dude. So blo- I'm just like, how? <laughs> yes, there's crazy shit. It's like, that's the thing with the modern technology is everything's being filmed. So now every horrible thing that happens is documented. And you're like, oh, they're going to make a show out of this. That a uh, neck time bomb thing is like some saw shit, you know, it's, that, mo- that those yeah. movies. Yeah. Like we were like, with they showed the guy blowing up. What the fuck? It was it's so crazy. Ah, scary as fuck. How do I reach more ladies or do I just not even care about it? My, uh, my podcast is like a sausage fest. It's like all dudes. If you look at the pie chart, it's like 80% dudes listening. I'm like, I want more girls. I want uh, it more even, you know, but I don't know. Should I just not even care or should I do? Is there something I can do to bring a little a diversity to my view uh, listening? Have you interviewed any like LGBT, any of that scene or community at all? Mm. Because I know that. I reached out to Cher and- Strawbear and Cher said, "Yeah, I think Cher was that a little be- busy, but, uh, I'm. I'll. I. I put out feelers to a lot of people. I think uh, Leo. Um, yeah, but I'm down for sure. Yeah, because I. I do think um, the you know the women's side of uh, the community. They definitely, especially like the new girls who, you know, they're just getting into skating. I feel like a lot of them hang out or look at the queer and women's skate scene. Right. So maybe if you had a couple of uh, those guests on the mm. show, it'd be maybe it'll bring more light from women or females and stuff. Yeah. I had Alex White on and I talked to her a little mm-hmm. bit about it. And yeah, I yeah mean, you I- had Alex and Mimi. Yep. Nicole's been on, Lizzie's been on. Nicole's on too? Yeah, I did Nicole, like, I think when she won the combi, didn't she win the combi? Yeah, she did. Yeah, and then I interviewed her at the Farky lot. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, I'm down, like, I reach out to Nora, and I think uh, Vanessa's moving, but after she moves, I'm going to... Where's she moving? Oh, I, don't know. I should, she said, I should she, give her a phone call, actually. I think she's over Long Beach or something. She's moving somewhere yeah, she's, north. Yeah, she was in L.A. for a while, and then she's been in Long Beach the last couple years. But She's rad. I love and then these. I don't know if Alana doesn't maybe want to do one, but I've reached out to her. I think Alana would be so sick. I love Alana. Mm-hmm. She's a shit. Yeah, you should definitely try to get Alana on there. What yeah. about, like, Samaria? Yeah, Samaria too. I think Samaria is kind of a little evasive too. Like, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I or, just. Uh, Sheezy would be cool. Shanae. Oh, is she in. Where does she live? Australia. But I know she would love to just do like this kind of thing. I'll like, do it. Called... She has my yeah, grip. She... she has my grip tape. She sends me photos of. She has the fuck yeah grip tape. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. She's is awesome. She'd be like really good for the show, actually, because. She's pretty fucking funny. Okay. Is she dating Jake Duncombe? No, that's Izzy. Oh, Izzy. 
Yes. Okay, that I'm mixing them up. Who's who's yeah. the one you're talking about? Uh, Shanae Collins. She's also from she's from Australia, and she rides for Welcome and Crux. She had that uh, Crux ad where she's doing like a fake Yali on that bridge thing. Oh, okay. That I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just I'll put out some feelers, and uh, it'd be cool if I can see you next week. Yeah, on in Tuesday. IRL, as the kids say, in real life. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Um, oh man! Yeah, well, on, it's on Tuesday, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go down Monday, spend the night, be there all day Tuesday, and then probably go home Wednesday. I think I might try to stop by Lizzie's and skate a little on the way back or something. You should. I would like to try to do something like that. I I just been boxed up living in an apartment in San Francisco. These times are kind of tough, but uh, I no, will I have bet. to say that uh, my my fiance's parents just got us kayaks, and we live across the street from the bay. So we just took them out for a spin for the first time, and it opened up a whole new world. I'm so hyped. That's cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Because you need exercise, and running Uh, with a mask on is just, it's hard. You know, it sucks. I feel like running sucks in general already. (laughs) Yeah, or skate, but just anything, so... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a good fucking uh, tune to throw on as we oh. uh, head out of here? Yeah, I think. Uh, there was a few that I was thinking about, but I think I will pick uh, Give Up the Funk by Parliament. Mm. You know that song? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You sure you don't want to do a Van Halen uh, song to tribute to Eddie? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's okay, unless you want to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, well, thanks for taking the time. I'm stoked uh, that we got to finally do this. Yeah, thank you for good. having me on the show. And good, good to catch up. Yeah, I know. It was y- good. Is there any chance you guys can come up here? I feel like I have time to go up there, yeah. I just, I mean... I could let see if Lizzie would want to go. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, let me know. If- hear something. I could be so into that. I I haven't gone anywhere this year, so. I know, me too. Seems I'm kind of going stir crazy. Yeah. Well, thank you. I agree. Thanks, Trimity. Probably see you next week on Tuesday. I hope so. I'm going to go to Taiwan on. That's my that's the only uh plan I have besides going to Ramona. I love Taiwan. That place on. is amazing. That's I fun. have not been there actually in in quite a while. I remember I we went there for Lizzie's it. birthday, and I've, I love ever since. Mm-hmm. I've just been like, oh, I go there every time I go to. Uh, where is it in Vista, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's in yeah. Vista. Okay. Well, cool. Hopefully, I'll see you next week, and uh, I'll be talking to you. Um, if you guys come up this way, that'd be awesome as well. Yeah, sounds good. I guess we'll talk soon. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.